You are listening to the second season of the Carbon Life Pods. Conversations with the creative inspired outliers, sprinkled with insights into their life, which will motivate you to follow your passion. If you've downloaded via Fountain, which I highly recommend, then get involved in real time and send a comment whilst listening. The value for value model sees that you, the listener, the podcast guest, and also the content creator are rewarded for their time, which at the end of the day is our most valuable asset. There are now two bounties of £5 each up for grabs by listening to the last two episodes and completing a simple task. I literally cannot give the money away. Listen carefully to this episode and find out how you can double your money. So, whether you're working, exercising or relaxing, please enjoy this conversation and allow it to spice up your life. Don't worry, yeah. That is awful. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. So... <laughs> Two experienced podcasters doing a joint episode have made the uh, mortal sin of not pressing record. <laughs> I'll hold my hands up. <laughs> yes. I'll hold my hands up to that. I do apologize. <laughs> don't worry, mate. Don't worry. We're, we're going to start again for the top. So we have <laughs> a, a joint episode with Coach Calvin on the Carbon Life Pods and also... Juan Cienfuegos from Vint Corner Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll try and recap. Um, I'll start with how we met. Um, we won a competition via the Fountain app, um, which is where our podcasts are both hosted. Um, I then, once once I won the competition, put a little message out on Twitter to say, um, I've got some stats to give away the first person to comment. And one commented, um, does this count? And fair's fair. I, hear, I said, yes, it does. So I followed Wan's podcast, had sent him some stats. He sent some my way. And then we thought, let's do a, a conversation together. Um, two, two, two Bs on the pod. Uh, I realise we share the same initials as well, JC. Um, there, there's something in those initials, um, if you're that <laughs> But um, we've had we had about a 50-minute conversation, which we're going to have to try and recap on. Uh, but let's start, <laughs> yeah. we'll start with the conversation I asked you. Um, so your roots from El Salvador, currently living in Barcelona. Uh, the question I asked was, what are your thoughts and on El Salvador taking on um, Bitcoin as, as a currency as part of going on the Bitcoin standard and what have you heard from people family members and friends on the ground out there yeah so long short story <laughs> <laughs> so start recap um, I heard about <laughs> I no I heard about Bitcoin 2017 on the university but as I heard it about as, as blockchain uh, so um so the the point of view of as an engineer, actually blockchain is really boring. So I I, I was I wasn't interested enough about blockchain. Blockchain, I was like, all right, it's an old technology, but I, I know some advantages of, of it. But that was it. So I put it on a side, and then in uh, uh, but that time my sister was living in on Australia, and then she came back here. And she started talking to me about Bitcoin. So, and I was really curious because she comes from the finance perspective. She's she's a bit business administrator, and I'm an engineer. So I was like, hmm, this is why why she knows about Bitcoin. So she told me about Bitcoin, and then uh, one day I was talking with my dad, and he also mentioned Bitcoin. That my sister talked. Um, to him about Bitcoin, and my dad is a doctor, so I was like, "All right, so there's an engineer, a finance, a finance girl, and a, and a doctor, and they both are, the three of them are interested in Bitcoin. So there's something here. So I start to, uh, you know, studying about it, and then uh, siphoning 
brought his book, the, the Bitcoin Standard. It was for me that that book was as many other Bitcoiners. That's how it orange built me. So uh, we were really interested about that. Uh, but before that, uh, of course, we came also from shitcoins because we were in orange pill. So we were trying to figure out what was all of it. Uh, but again, when I read Cypherdin, I was like, oh, all right. So now I get it uh, and put all the shitcoins aside. And I start to orange pill also my, my family. So I told them like, all right, we're doing right, but there's something you need to know. <laughs> And uh, I explained them uh, Bitcoin from that perspective, from Sysvidin's perspective, that I think is the right way because, you know, he told he he told the story of the money, the money history, so it's really good. And uh, so then uh, we continue our life investing in Bitcoin, uh, studying more and more. But then we find out that uh, Nadeem Kelly was uh, was going to make it. Uh, a legal tender so we were, we were like what what's going on here and i started digging and i heard the story about el sante because you know el, el sante it's really famous for surfers um uh, but uh for us we actually we don't go that much to el sante if you're not a surfer but if you're a surfer that's the way that's the the place you need to go so um we should go to, to other beach but i started digging about el sante and uh, I heard about the circular economy, and and for me, um, it was really interesting because you know there was a poor community, but when I was digging and and studying about it, I saw that there were some improvements, and I was like, wait, how? And then I start to understand that uh, Peter, uh, Mike Peterson, was doing this project with uh, local communities. Um, uh, about Bitcoin, and uh, we saw some improvements from all perspectives, you know. So, and then when Bukele made it legal tender, uh, that's that's how I understand it. That okay, you see some improvements. You see that uh, that Bitcoin is because it, again, it was like a poor area, and we saw some improvements. So, uh, I thought, all right, so. Uh, but that time I didn't know if Bukele was a Bitcoiner or mm. or he was just interested about this project and uh, you know he saw that something good uh, was happening there so so he wanted to uh, to brought it to the entire country but then I, I studied more and uh, I knew that I figured that he was actually a Bitcoiner a Bitcoiner and uh, and then you know Max Kaiser went there so. Uh, for us, it was uh, really amazing. Once Orange Peel was the, the greatest news of all time because making legal tender was uh, really, really good. Um, but we really knew uh, as a family that there's a long road. And actually, it's, it's a long road because you need a lot of education because if not, uh, you know, I have shared this story um, in the podcast that we have a history with the dollar because uh, long, long short story is that we had colones, that it was our currency. Uh, but in 2001, the government of that time wanted to uh, find a solution because we were uh, experienced something like the Corralito that happened in Argentina, like inflation. So they found a solution. They thought that, okay, if we bring 
the dollars, maybe we have something stable. But one colon, it was like, no, sorry. One dollar, it was 8.75 colon. So imagine the, the currency was devalued, but the, sorry, the savings, but was divided by nine for, you know, for people. So they were angry about that. So I think people thought that bringing Bitcoin as a legal tender, it happened the same thing, but of course not. So that's why we need education. And talking about in general, in El Salvador, it's, uh, there are two sides, people that make it, uh, because, you know, <laughs> in every country, I think it happens that you make it political, this. So they thought, some people that know about Bitcoin, the, the first time that they heard about Bitcoin was from Bukele. So maybe people are thinking like, okay, this is something political, he bought something new and, uh, you know, budding education about that. And then are Bitcoiners that, are from around the around the world and they are educating like Max and Stacy and John, and uh, John Dennehy from Primer Bitcoin and so on. So they're what they're doing is to educate other uh, Salvadorians that are from different parts and they become teachers, they become Bitcoiners and and then they go to their uh, state's departments. I don't know how to call it. And they teach Bitcoin through the necessities of that state, you know. Yeah. So I think that's the best approach because you need to understand people's needs in order to to bring a solution. So I don't know. That's, I, I don't know if I answered your question. No, you did. You did. You did. And um, so from my perspective, uh, falling down yeah. the rabbit hole in 2020, what I found fascinating is the speed. Um, speed of adoption and implementation. So knowing what was happening in Alzante and Bitcoin Beach, then seeing um, Bukele announce it at Bitcoin conference that um, it was going to be legal tender and then seeing it happen. Um, you mentioned about Alzante. Um, it, it getting better when they adopted Bitcoin or when they were using it. And also now El Salvador seems to be getting better. And it's not just the price value number go up because you mentioned about the, the volatility. Um, also the... Uh, when the, you adopted the US dollar and then um, there was some inflation there with Bitcoin because it's so volatile a lot of people are going to be overly skeptical but what some people don't understand is with the adoption of it it's not just the ability to use it it's the again education it's the understanding of, of how it can work but also attracting people so you, you're attracting El Salvador are attracting Bitcoiners who some are wealthy but some are technical some Everyone has their own talent, but because there is a shared belief in Bitcoin, they're drawn to El Salvador and they're going to bring their skills with them, which is going to make the local environment, the local economy better. And seeing it in real time, just, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And again, people that don't understand Bitcoin or you say make it political will have their uh, misconceptions about it. But seeing, seeing it on, on, on Twitter, on, on, on social media and what's going on. So you had Jack Mallers doing bits with Strike out there. I've seen Peter McCormack's, um, he's done a, a documentary about El Salvador. He's, he's met Bukele. There's so much content out there in terms of media, interviews, podcasts. Just if you can just orange pill a few people and say, listen, have a look what's going on. Yes, it's not perfect. There's going to be teething problems. Um, but you mentioned... Max Kaiser, Stacey Herbert, they're doing some great stuff out there. I think the Volcano Bonds are now live, is that right? So a lot of people yeah. have been talking about that. And 
Yeah, see, yeah. see how good. I'm excited. I want to make a, a trip to El Salvador myself. I said to my wife and family that sure? I want to make sure. it. I wanted to go um, you know, this year. It hasn't quite transpired, but yeah, 2024. I think before I press record, we were talking about the Harvard. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, I'll the Harvard party. Part. So if I can make it to El Salvador for that Harvard party, I'll be, I'll be very happy. Yeah, and the thing, that, that's another thing that I, I forgot to mention that uh, people asked that why why Bukele brought Bitcoin to El Salvador. And the short answer is because uh, most people didn't have uh, the ability to go to the banks or to get bank services because, you know, uh, when you live in a poor area, uh, you have to take a bus that it takes like 30 minutes to go to the, to, to the bank. But during the, that road, it could happen a lot of stuff. And by that time, you know, everyone knows Salvador was dangerous. So you could be robbed, you could be killed. And so, and you have to take like a half of your day to just to go from home to the bank to deposit uh, the fiat money and uh, to pray that nothing happens to you. So I think uh, that's really important that not just the Bitcoin adoption, but all the work that Bukele is doing in terms of security, because you need, you know, they need to go hand by hand because yeah. if not the, the adoption will be um really difficult but now you have uh, both sides you have security but also you have the bitcoin adoption because if you have a phone you can uh download the not just shiba wallet per se you can download any any wallet that don't, doesn't require kyc and you have instant uh, instant access to financial services without the bank so that's that's the main thing that he uh he fixed it with with bitcoin so and of course the security so so they go hand in hand yeah definitely and is that those are things that people don't realize or are aware of so you're thinking about it's not just a number go up technology it's as you mentioned people that have to travel um uh, half a day to go and deposit money withdraw money there's no there's less risk of them being robbed but then also the time value they now have more time that they can spend at home working or with their family that they wouldn't have before so yeah I'd say there's so many positives by I say adopting by understanding it and I I argue if someone had done 100 plus hours of, of learning that's listening or reading um, or watching watching videos I don't think you'll be against Bitcoin or to, or to say that it's not a viable technology that's going to help humanity and it sounds like all evangelical when you talk about fix the money fix the world uh, but okay. the more the more you dive dive down, down into the rabbit hole, for me, the clearer it becomes. Although some of the, the information is like, well, I've got a lot of understanding to do. Like the knowledge, the knowledge that I've amassed has been great, but I know there's so much more that I need to I need to understand. But what I try to do now, through everything I do with the um, health and wellness, the wealth education, and the, the podcast, is just to give people touch points because I had a few touch points before I found on rabbit hole and I wish somebody would have just dragged me by the arm a bit firmly and said come on do a bit more reading do a bit more listening uh, take some information on board and see what you think absolutely no and I think that education is really important you know uh, I have a personal story that uh, one of my best friends uh, used to be my, my roommate and uh, she's from El Salvador also and uh, she knows that I'm I'm all into Bitcoin, but she's not. So she told me like, ah, but I want to invest a little bit in Bitcoin. Could you could you help me to 
to invest in it. And I was like, all right, this is not an investment. So, and I had uh, you know, the, the Bitcoin standard. So I told her, you're from El Salvador. You need some education. You should read this book, read it. And yeah. when you once once you read it, come back <laughs> and we'll start talking. And you know, you'll see that it's not about investment. This is something way better. <laughs> so right now she she has a <laughs> she has something to do. <laughs> Again, yeah. proof of work. She reads the book and then she'll have a bit more understanding. Then you can have a further further conversation. <laughs> exactly. And uh, talking about rabbit hole journey, can you share a bit about your rabbit hole journey? <laughs> um. So you, I'll touch upon my pre-call in the days so 2018 um i was into stocks and shares a little bit um so in a formal life i was a project um project managing construction um mm. i had a had a new project started my site manager on the job said oh can i bring in my gaming chair and my gpu I said yeah that's fine um brought it in it turns out he was mining bitcoin we had conversations about money investment I was telling him about my shares. He was trying to tell me a little bit about Bitcoin, but just kind of dismissed it. Um, and one day, I think I'd seen on the news about mining and people going to colder climates to mine. I had no idea. So I asked him a question. I said, oh, what's all this mining stuff? And he laughed. And then there was a labor on site as well. They both laughed. And from this point, when I look back, I think two things should have happened. One, I shouldn't have been so proud because I just looked and went, whatever. But I think what also he should have done is said, I'm only joking, come and this is what it is. And so that kind of that touch point was like just gone. And so everything I do now, I refer back to that moment and think, I can't have anyone say to me in four or five years' time, say, our oh, coach, when I wanted some information, you didn't quite help me. I want people to know that I was there, available, giving people the information that I understood and giving them touch points to help them on, on their journey. So fast forward then two years, um, we have COVID happens. Um, I have redundancy from work and have a bit more time on my hands. At this point, I'm just concentrating on health and wellness. I'm getting fitter, helping people live healthier lifestyles. Um, and I, I'll come back to that in a minute because it ties in with, with the whole Bitcoin mindset. Um, but with the free time I had, a friend of mine in the group, group chat said, who wants to speak about crypto? That was the word crypto. So I said, why not? And the reason why is because I'd missed out on an opportunity five years before on something which I was then starting mm -hmm. to work on at that point. So I thought, I'm not going to miss out again. I have the time. Let's talk about it. First thing he said was, personal responsibility, do your own research. So I did a month of deep dive, again, listening to all the podcasts I could, reading books, watching YouTube videos. And by the end of that month, I must say I probably did about nine, 10 hours a day, and I was just consumed by it all. And at the end of that month, I just thought, this is it. This is the thing that humanity has been looking for. This is what I've been searching for my whole life. This is going to be great. Mm -hmm. And I just went on a rampage of sending people information. Look about now, it's probably a bit, a bit too much. So I've changed my, my the tact to the way I communicate with people. But um, shout out to Robert Breedlove because I watched his three-part series, Masters of Slaves and Money. And that broke it down without even mentioning Bitcoin, I think, until maybe the third episode of, of what money is relating to time, energy, and um, value. And I was like, yeah, this... This, I understand what money is now, and I understand how Bitcoin can help solve it. So from that point on, it was just reaching out to people on social media. I, I was on Twitter before, not really active, but then reignited my love for Twitter. That's where I've met most of my connections. And then in 2021, um, I, I joined a Bitcoin learning group um, with Daniel Prince and a guy mm -hmm. called Alvaro San Martin of Minds Group. 
Um, we we used to join once a week. There's about 15 of us on the call all around the globe. So we spoke about it before I press record about Bitcoin is coming together uh, from around the, around the world with shared values and beliefs. And uh, one particular call, early 21, we had John Vallis on. And when I tell people mm. the story of John Vallis, they're like, who? But for me, at that point, it was like, oh my gosh, John Vallis, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm, on a, I'm on a call with him. And so yeah. we, had to, we had to introduce ourselves and talk about what we would do. And I said, well, I'm new into Bitcoin, I want to provide value back in the space, help educate people, but I'm not an engineer. I'm not I'm not into software. I don't know how, how my skills uh, are relative or how, how they can help. And these words I'll never forget. He said to me, well, why don't you, why don't you provide value in your community? And at that moment, the penny dropped. And I thought, it's football. I know, I understand football. I love football. I love Bitcoin. I can see how the principles and fundamentals um, tie in together, such as your proof of work, which is your performance, your fight in the FUD, which is self-belief. Um, you've got, you've got your, your teamwork in there. Um, do your own research. There's so, much, so many elements that come together. And that, that night, I created Bitcoin Ballers and I thought this is the way that I'm going to help people wow. understand Bitcoin through through their proof of work, through skills. So I did a lot of online stuff. People could um, enter competitions by doing skills. Sometimes it was just interacting with a page and I would give them sets using the Lightning Network, um, which I, I'm amazed, obviously, the amount of Bitcoiners that don't know about Lightning because obviously when I got into the space, Lightning was just coming up or just yeah. being, being a known thing. So for me, I've always interacted with Lightning. So for me, it was the, the main way to go. Mm. Um, so far, fast forward a few years, I've hosted football competitions for young people at winter, called it the Winter Cup Festival. I've had two of those. Um, I've entered teams into competitions, the six aside, seven aside competitions. So we've had boys teams, girls teams, senior teams, got to a final of a couple of those. I've actually won a couple of trophies. I'm now working towards um, getting a team to the TST, the soccer tournament in America. They've just had their first one a, a few, a couple of weeks ago. Um, the next one is 2024. The prize is a million dollars. Um, wow. My mission, wow. my mission is to win that and convert that <laughs> bit, bit, Bitcoin and help mission with education. So support different um, different projects and obviously, obviously help Bitcoin ballers get on, get on the global map. Um, but for me, it's just just dream big. You never know what's going to happen. I'm trying to contact loads of Bitcoiners in the space who are know into football. I've had a few on my hit list, so that that's my mission. Um, I've also reached out. To, um, that's so cool Bitcoin Amsterdam I'm hoping to have a competition there a football competition there this October and just before the call I've had a local tournament contact say there's a space so I've got a team entered in the tournament this Saturday and it's the one we won last year so I'm hoping that we can again proof of work retain the trophy and then um, a bit more bragging rights and a lot more um, positivity to, to show on, on social media to rally rally the community that's so, it's, so cool it's been, it's been a whirlwind of three years but I've learned so much, met some amazing people, had, had a great time. And for anyone that's questioning, okay, what is Bitcoin? For me, it's just, yeah, just delve your head into the rabbit hole and you'll see so many people using Bitcoin for their advantage, use, but it's allowing them to be to flourish with their creative skills. I've mentioned it on podcasts before, so myself doing the football, you have people who are into running using using Bitcoin as a, as a medium. You've got artists, you've got musicians, Mm-hmm. Um, film filmmakers, people doing clothes. There's this whatever you, whatever you think about as a as a career profession, or whatever you don't know about a career profession, somebody is utilizing Bitcoin and the community to help them flourish to get their message out there. And a prime example, even if you didn't want to use Bitcoin and don't understand it, it's about the connection, the network. You can 
interact with someone across the globe. We're having this conversation now. This this conversation will, be, will be put on a Bitcoin podcast. People can send sats or can receive sats from this podcast anywhere in the world just by listening. If you have a product to sell, if you try to go through the traditional finance routes, there'd be flags all over the show. Um, where's this money going to? Who's it from? You'd get stuck with conversion rates. Um, it would be, take a couple of days to probably settle. Whereas I could sell something now for the value of a pound in the UK, or I could buy something for the value of a dollar somewhere else. And we can settle that transaction instantaneously. And you could be anywhere in the world. All you need is a, say, a mobile device or a connection to the Bitcoin network. And you've got people in Africa using old school mobile phones, SMS text messages to receive Bitcoin. But there, the barrier is getting less and less. Um, and for me, yeah, just, just understand it. Early adopters are going to benefit the most. If you have an idea, run with it, have a conversation with someone that understands Bitcoin and see how you can make it work for yourself. Absolutely. Well, now that you're talking about that, uh, I think we should talk about value for value because basically what, what, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, that, that's one thing that um, I love, like platforms, for example, one time that... Uh, listeners get sets and us get sets through donations or whatever but it's it's really important because not just not just about the monetary uh, thing but uh, for example um if you launch a project for example in, in geyser or or even in your own website and you, you use bitcoin uh there's something way different that's happening right now because normally um if you want to launch something by yourself even if it is a small or um, you know or a medium uh, company or just a small project uh, you need it to be a sponsor by a big company normally and and expect something on on return to, to them and uh, but monetarily and here's way different because uh, it's peer-to-peer -peer. you don't need a, a company to sponsor you there's people that read and study what you're doing and if they feel identified that uh, okay this person is bringing something valuable to uh, his community or through the society or even through through the internet and say okay I, I feel related with that I, I think um, it's going to bring something valuable so I'm going to donate some sets and the the person doesn't expect some sets in return what they expect it's something valuable that but real for real right so uh, that's something that, that i like uh, about even as you mentioned uh through lightning because lightning is basically instantly and uh you can do it uh across the world so as you mentioned uh you are lowering the barriers so now you're giving more chance more opportunity to people that basically never expected in their entire lives to have an opportunity. For example, uh, I interviewed um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Gabby Vivas, she's a girl from Venezuela, and she told me um, a story that um, a family that they were really poor and uh, they somehow uh, uh, listened, they, they somehow, somehow they learned about Bitcoin. So, and what they did is that they were a family of three kids and, you know, the, the wife and the husband and uh, the older, uh, the older kid, uh, he's around 17, I think, uh, he started studying uh, 
about Bitcoin through his phone and he understand that. So uh, what they did is that uh, they start building a farm to, you know, where you can get the lactose from, from the cows and make cheese and local cheese and white natural and everything. They also have chickens and they start selling eggs, natural eggs. So, but what they did is that uh, they came with this idea that brought ripple from around their neighbor and uh, they start teaching about Bitcoin. So they sit in the um, in the farm, they get a coffee, they start asking questions about Bitcoin, they taste the product and something they like it. They so they buy their products. So they're making money. So, but with this money, they are growing. So they're bringing more people because, you know, uh, from um, how I said, from mouth to mouth, you know, people. With a mouth. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so those, that community, uh, people are starting to understand Bitcoin uh, from peer to peer. So, and they're attracting more people. They are growing their business, but at the same time, they are educating more, more people. So, they were poor, but now they are growing and they find a solution to make some improvements in, in their life. Just not just monetarily, because they're making some really valuable connections and at the same it's, time they're making a beautiful farm. It's a, the social aspect as well, isn't it? Which is the say value for value, not just monetary terms. They're getting the, the community together, people are understanding what they're doing, and they're actually the product that you're providing is really good. We're gonna buy from you. And word of mouth, spread the message. And so that all comes down to like network effects, which at the time of understanding Bitcoin, that's what I was big on. I was in, into network marketing. And so when I saw the, how the communities aligned, network marketing and Bitcoiners, people have gone out their way in both communities to help me for no instant reward to themselves, just because they see a benefit of helping people. Um, and it's funny because people looking in on network marketing and then Bitcoin would have preconceptions about it, misconceptions say, oh, it's this, it's that. But my argument is always in, well, they're both opt-in. No one's forcing you. And if you'd like to, you can opt out. But generally you find when people opt in, they stay in. What are the reasons for that? So I always say to people, don't knock it until you try it. And once you've tried it, you can have your opinion. I'm not, I'm not going to dismiss your opinion because that your opinion comes from your experience. But from my experience, all I can say is that it's made me a better person. It's made, made me have a, be- have a better life. I'm enjoying, enjoying my time more. My family enjoy my time more. I think that I'm more positive with, with my mindset and my outlook on life. Um, so from my experience, I would suggest people to have a look into, into what, what Bitcoin can offer. Um, but it's going back sorry, to, to when we spoke without record, before the recording, talk about mm-hmm. network, network effects and community. I mentioned I visited Barcelona last year, mm-hmm. saw, a few, saw, saw a few Bitcoin signs, didn't meet any Bitcoiners. Now we have Orange Pill app. I've li- listened, saw one of your podcasts where you interviewed some people from Barcelona. They have their own Twitter page. Within a year, if I go to Barcelona now or any other city, I can down, I have the Orange Pill app, I can open it up, I can see who's close by. And in your local area, it might be lonely, but when you visit other places, you can find out people that have shared values. And I mentioned that somebody who was visiting the UK from Australia came to Oxford. We did a tour around the city and we had, we got on, we got on um, very well, but the connection that we had was we both like Bitcoin. 
that was it. But we had a, a great tour around the city, great conversations about technology people we've met and there were so many mutual connections that we've made um say i keep saying via twitter because that's mainly where where the um bitcoin is hang out but having people um create now products that bitcoin can use bitcoiners can use you mentioned geezer fund where people can donate to projects and uh, we have orange pill app now which is a social media um, connection app there's so much out there that people don't understand see what's going on and so i say to people behind the scenes well not even behind the scenes people in the space know there's so much um movement in the technology there's so much progression and you have people from all across the world adopting it we mentioned el salvador obviously you have say the western world you've got uk america but africa south america lots of people on different economic levels have now have now have a level playing field to compete on in terms of um, networking in terms of um economic um accessibility and so even if you don't think bitcoin is viable in terms of volatility the technology the underlying layer that people are using then to, to transact and, and communicate is just incredible you can't dismiss that but the millions of people that are using you cannot dismiss it and you mentioned the people's lives that are becoming better areas improving that's the proof of work you cannot dismiss that Absolutely. And shout out to Orange Peel app because if you're in Salvador and you're Salvadorian, no, if you're Salvadorian and live in Salvador, it's free for you. So download it. Again, they're not sponsors. Value for value. In El Salvador, it's free because that's now the home, the mecca of Bitcoin. But there's certain pay scale you can have for the app. I don't think I've paid for an app before in my life, but I've paid for this app and I think I've got, I'm now a lifetime member. So I've put a one off payment paid by Lightning. But that, takes away from on social media you have bots and you have people scamming that takes mm -hmm. away that well, adds an extra layer of security to get rid of those bots and scammers but then the value for value i know now people that i'm connecting with have want to be there they've they've paid the price to be there so they will kind of have aligned incentives there might be some people that have some misaligned incentives and might be uh some, some scammers but it's going to cost them to do that so there's yeah a security level or buffer level i know I'm, I'm conversating and connecting with people that when i say hello and they respond back to me we're probably gonna have a meaningful conversation that's so cool that's so cool yeah uh you mentioned that you know a lot about football and i'm really curious what's your team <laughs> <laughs> arsenal I'm a, I'm a long line long arsenal really life lifelong arsenal fan yeah wow y yourself uh if, if, we're, if we're talking uh about the premier league i love manchester united okay yeah what about any other, any other team any other team yeah uh real madrid here but here in barcelona they're going to kill me but that's what it that's what it is and in el salvador there's uh uh there's a club that is from my my parents town that's called uh fas club deportivo fas in front santana and they're making it really good so okay I'm really disappointed that I didn't meet any Bitcoiners in, in Barca because I actually took my Bitcoin baller shirt. So on the, the weekend I was away, I had entered some teams into um, a local local competition. Um, so mm -hmm. I, some friends of mine managed it. Um, but I actually took a video outside the new camp with a little promo video to say wishing them all the best. But I had the shirt on. I've got some photos that I use um, pointing to the Satoshi 21 on the back outside the new camp. Unfortunately, it was, it was closed. Like, they wouldn't let oh. any visit visitors in. Like, I went early in the morning. It was really warm as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I went to visit and just had a, a look around the stadium. 
um yeah, yeah. they're making I'm... a new stadium right now are they so, where where about yeah. uh right there so they're now um uh, they're starting to making again like they're destroying it and then they'll start building again yeah yeah so yeah you'll have to wait for to try again <laughs> at least for a year i think okay. but yeah hopefully ho hopefully we will we will orange orange peel some some people there <laughs> um yeah my, my wife and i we had, a, we had a great time there so we do hope to go back soon i'm not sure how she'll feel about me now knowing there's other bitcoins out there. there's a, there's a community she might say she wants she wants some time with just with just us but um <laughs> we'll see what happens yeah no but yeah i i, I don't know here in barcelona that, that i think one of the great aspects about about here is that it's uh and i think also in the uk that it's multicultural so there's people there's a lot of people around the world so you can always build them and they spread they can spread the world and they're and they're really open open-minded you know because the, because again it's multicultural so you meet people from around the world so um you have a, a like uh uh, a mixture of of every culture, so you have that advantage that uh, people are uh, are you know they want to to know your story, so they're open to that. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Any other question that you want to ask? <laughs> um, so in in terms of uh, we mentioned of Salvador, where you are now, have you been to any events locally, any conferences? Uh, conferences uh, this year and. I'm focusing on the podcast, but uh, there are a lot of meetups here in Barcelona, actually, on Thursday. Uh, we will have one that um, the team is that they are going to teach how uh, small businesses and media businesses uh, can adopt Bitcoin through Lightning. So I think it's a good opportunity, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Uh, but yeah, they make uh, meetups every month. So, but conference conferences. I'm planning to go next year to <laughs> everywhere I can. So, <laughs> I'm planning to go to Nashville. I'm planning to go um, to adopting Bitcoin, the halving party, and uh, if there's if there's something here, I think Brack could be because this year they told I, I saw on Twitter that it was amazing. So it looked uh, incredible. <laughs> yeah, how about you? Um, so last year I went to Avon Valley Adventure Park. Um, that was really good. That was for the families and young people. Um, cool. then yeah, Amsterdam, I went to the conference in Amsterdam, which is also incredible. But the, this year had a, had a quiet one. Um, I had a ticket to Miami. I won a ticket, but didn't, unfortunately didn't quite make it out through other commitments. So yeah, 2024, like you would like, like to hit most of them. So yeah, Nashville um, or Amsterdam later on this year actually. Um, would like to make that there. I mentioned um, looking into hosting the football competition. So if I can tie that in as a satellite event, I think that will springboard Bitcoin ballers into 2024 and let us try and achieve everything that we want to. I I have a question that uh, it came to to my mind. Um, how how do you see um. Uh, the comparison, uh, well, actually, no, about the, I'm thinking about regulations because I, I remember that a few months or last year, uh, the, uh, the new prime minister that talked about uh, and uh, publicly about uh, the, this new CBDC that they want to bring. So uh, I, I don't know how, how that's going and um, 
properly bad. <laughs> and uh, how do you see Bitcoin, not adoption, but you know, you know the the uses of there, there are, I don't know, do you see some pubs that are used or any local areas? Yeah. So you, experience there. you talk about CBDs in, CBDCs in general or in the UK? No, in the UK, because they, and actually they, they want to do this, how British coin, or, I don't know, but the name was really yeah, nice. So <laughs> CBDCs, for those that don't know the term, central bank digital currencies, um, they've been muted for a long time, um, but now become a bit more apparent, especially after, after COVID and, and lockdowns. Um, so I see that CBDCs are the antithesis to what Bitcoin is. So Bitcoin Absolutely. is peer-to-peer, freedom money, CBDC will be controlled by one entity and everything will be be, be able to be controlled by them. Um, in the UK, so I think they, Rishi Sunak coined the term. Basically, Bri- surbrilli- sorry, basically a surveillance capitalism. Basically. It's a, a surveillance coin, yeah. But yeah. Um, Rishi, who was chancellor at the time, now prime minister, coined the term Britcoin just to muddy the waters even more. Britcoin, so when, pe- yeah. when people hear Bitcoin, and they hear Bitcoin, they're going to think, oh, they're, they're one of the same thing, but not realizing one issued and controlled by the government and one is is, is freedom peer to peer. So, yeah, in response to that, people in the space in the UK, um, it's terrible, I've forgotten the guy's name, but what I do, I add in the show notes. Um, he's created Bitcoin Policy UK. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to get his name up now. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's, that's doing him as. Injustice. He's actually messaged me on Twitter because he sent me some stats yesterday. <laughs> wait, no, don't, don't worry. Wait. Yeah, but I think it's really important to know this stuff, you know, because uh, Fred, Freddie, Freddie knew, Freddie knew is his name, and he had right. a podcast with Peter McCormack. Which, if if you need, if you want to listen to that, it's a great conversation for somebody who's um, been in this in a space a while. But yeah, he created a um, group called Bitcoin, Bitcoin Policy UK, which hopes to um, influence. Um, the policy on Bitcoin and digital assets um, as a whole in the UK. Um, I think they're doing they've doing incredible stuff. They've made people aware of um, the CBDC um, framework that's gone out for people to question. And so as governments, they have to release um, information for people to question. And it turns out that governments as they are, are not very good at um, administration. They issued something with a, with a question missing. So I think they had ten questions that people could answer, and it was no question number nine. So then they had to extend the deadline date. It was just like, if they can't get that right, I don't expect them to get um, a digital absolutely. currency right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, but uh, I think it's, it's it's really important because, as you mentioned, uh, CBDCs are the antithesis of Bitcoin, and people. I don't know. I, th- I think it's really important to mention this as much as Bitcoin that because people need to know and be aware about uh, what are the disadvantages and everything that will come with CBDC, all the limitations. We have seen a little bit about that, in, for example, in Canada, uh, not just in terms of CBDC, but you know that uh, when uh, was, it was last year during the, the COVID, I don't remember that uh, people were trying to make some crowdfunding for the, the truckers and the through fiat. So they, you know, they, they were pro- prohibited by that. And then people started supporting through Bitcoin and they couldn't stop it. So uh, you see the difference that what is freedom and, and what is slavery. Yeah. And I think that is why governments are doing their best, I say, to muddy the waters. With the CBDC, because of COVID and lockdown, people using their... Um, debit cards a lot more they increase the value that can be done contactless the government can easily say now okay with your account we're going to top you up 
with free money that you can go go and use and people would, would take that um i think there's a term for ubi universal basic income and they take that and not understand the ramifications whereas bitcoin adoption it's going to take a bit more a bit more education and understanding but there is a there is a difference and so you went you asked a question about adoption where i am at the moment um oxford city football club who are sponsored by coin corner who've just they've actually just won promotion to the national league they um accept payment over lightning so you can come to a football game and you can buy a seat you can buy your ticket you can buy food and drink you can also but use it use it at the club shop using lightning um my mission at the moment is to help business people and businesses understand how it benefits the club directly we, we mentioned instant final settlement there um it enables them to open up their businesses to bitcoin community globally they're not just fixed on on, on, the, on the local economy um there's, there's there's so much to be to be done so much work to be done and again we're, we're going up against um actors and i'll call them bad actors you talk going against nation states you're going against central banks but it's a fight i think we can win and i think it's a, it's a fight worth having all right you also mentioned that uh, they're trying to make some competitions and also to to uh bring you know the use of bitcoin through through the, those competitions but have you planned to make a competition with real bitford <laughs> <laughs> <With Denmark? laughs> we did we spoke I spoke on a podcast recently, I think, with Daniel Prince to see if we could get oh. a game game together. Because um, my involvement with the club is not with the, with the first team; it was with the the under twenty threes or reserve side. Um, mm -hmm. I don't organise fixtures for pre season. Um, it just tra transpires things move quite quickly. So Bedford got promoted and released their pre season pre season pre season fixtures. Oxford City got promoted. I think they're just releasing their pre season fixtures now. So a lot of stuff has has already been done, but. There is a possibility of Real Bedford and Oxford City meeting in a cup, um, in the national cup this year. So fingers crossed, we can we can get we get wow. luck, luck, luck of the draw and um get a fixture together. Um, that would be really good. But battle of the Bitcoiners teams, but also then we just it will put the teams in the spotlight. But also people will ask questions. Okay, these teams have Bitcoin connection. Why is that? What what are the what is it offering? What is the what are the benefits of that? Um, so there, I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited for both teams this season. So, yeah, you ask about which teams I support. Yeah, Arsenal, lifelong fan, but yeah, Oxford City and a, a Real Bedford fan as well. <laughs> of course, we all Bitcoiners, I think we are fans of Real Bedford. <laughs> but, yeah, they are really good. And have you seen uh, changing a little bit? Well, uh, no, it's the same topic, topic but have you seen uh, that lasso by chance? I haven't. I haven't. A lot of people ask. Obviously, I'm into football. You have to have watch. You watched, it. Have you watched Ted Lasso? I, I, I see a lot of the memes about it. Um, people talk about it a lot. Um, so it's on the list. But being a Bitcoin, as you know, a lot of time is is devoted yeah. to <laughs> devoted to edu education of Bitcoin. So if I do watch a series or program, it's very very rarely. So I'll have to put it on the on the back burner. But it's on the it's on the list. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, you're a footballer, you're a coach. So I, th I think you will love it because, uh, uh, again, me also, uh, I don't have much time, but I, I like to watch some uh, some TV shows. And, and one of them was Ted Lasso because, you know, it, it was uh, related to, with the Premier League. Uh, and I was like, uh, so, you know, it, it, was a, it was a coach that was in the U.S. training. I, I think it was uh, a football team, but their football. 
Yeah, yeah. So there wasn't soccer. There was, uh, you know, football, American football. So they came here and uh, they saw the real football. Sorry, guys. <laughs> they saw they saw football, and uh, so it's it's really interesting. It's really fun. Really funny. Um, it's and... it's funny you mentioned that because I was listening to flirting with Bitcoin yesterday. So flirting with Bitcoin is a, a podcast that I listen to on the Fountain app. A husband and wife that talk about Bitcoin, but they mentioned Ted Lasso, and he did um. And a, a comparison between what people think about Bitcoin and what few people thought about Ted Lasso. He, and I think his analogy was people aren't asking the first question. Um, I don't want to give too much away because I haven't seen it, but it was talking about him playing darts. Is there a scene when he was playing darts and somebody thought they could beat him? And he said, uh, I'll maybe some, I may be giving something away. But basically, Ted was saying, nobody asked the first question. Can you play darts, Ted? And basically what the guy from Flirt with Bitcoin is saying, no one's asking the right question about Bitcoin, like what is money or what is Bitcoin? People just have their preconceptions by hearing it from something else. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's true. Yeah, that that happened in the the first season. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sorry, Ian from Flirt with Bitcoin. If I I butchered that that analogy, I apologize, but I took something from it. No, no, but it, but it's true. Actually, it is true. That's one of the things that I love about the lesson because, uh, of course, it's it's funny, but it actually brings some value to, to the society because you know th- that uh, he asks some questions because he's learning from the bottom about football because he knows American football, but he doesn't know anything about um, football in general. So the, that's a process, and I think uh, I just said it's really a comparison between. Uh, Ted Lasso and Bitcoiners because we're we're learning and before you become a Bitcoiner a Bitcoiner um, you know you barely know about Bitcoin you barely know about money actually you need to understand this, the um, money the money history in order to understand Bitcoin you know so yeah I, I think that could be also an an analogy. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about obviously learning. Um, you said you got into the space about 2017 or started to understand in 2017. Have your friends and family who aren't into Bitcoin, have they seen a change in you? And what what are their thoughts and comments? Have they seen what? Sorry? A change in you in terms of your, your, your uh, mindset and att- attitude. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> my, my parents and uh, also my friends, because, you know, not just... Not just um, what I do for a living because I started uh, during the during COVID, uh, uh, the company that, that I, I was working on uh, closed because of COVID. So that's how I became a freelance a freelancer. So I start making articles on Medium. Medium was kind of new. So, but that time, so they wanted to push every new articles, every new writer. So, but that time I was making uh digital culture articles most of them based on on apple because uh, i love apple so um and then i, I start to write in about other stuff but then once i start uh, learning about bitcoin i'm uh, not pushed aside but i dedicated more about bitcoin and they saw that i'm more aware in in other stacks for other stuff because for example i think one of the people are educated or I, I don't know how to say it is that if you're not doing any uh, a work something in during the day if you're not productive uh, you know like 
like you're uh, wasting your time and yeah. that's not true what and uh, and i think that's something that because i don't know if it is because uh we are close to to the states that in the united states they have also this mentality that you have to start to be working all the time and uh, in latin america we also need to work the whole time uh if not you're not valuable and uh, but that's uh, actually that, that's something that i see uh way different here in europe and that i start uh, to value and once when i start learning about bitcoin also i became more aware of that that people here work but to enjoy the life that's why for example now that we're in summer people are crazy about summer but it's not because they're they're lazy i think it's because uh just somehow appreciate your time so and and even the companies make some efforts that you can spend more time freely with your family with your friends uh i don't know i'm talking generally maybe i'm wrong but that's my my point of view my perspective so and when i became a bitcoiner a bitcoiner i was like all right i need to it's not that i have to work every single day every single time it's just about being more, more productive in order to spend more time with my family with my friends with my loved ones so and i learned it through bitcoin, that through bitcoin uh, because you know you have these um uh how, how was the the term that you you see the short and long uh time preference term? Yeah, time preference, absolutely. So uh, I became more aware of, of that. So And even living here in Europe, uh, I was more aware of, about that because also my friends that live here, not just Europeans from around the world, Americans, uh, Latin, Latin Americans, but they live here. There's a different lifestyle. So you learn from them. So I think that that's uh, how maybe they saw my, my change. And what about you? Wicked. Yeah, so I think understanding, you mentioned time preference, um, time being your most valuable asset, but also is finite, like nobody lives forever. When you discover a technology or understand a technology that will allow you to store your energy, your life force in terms of money. So when we do work, we get value back in, in terms of money. If you can save that and store that, and it's worth equal amount in the future, that, that's what we're looking for. We haven't got that in terms of the monetary system we have now, fiat system, because everything gets inflated. Your money devalues over time. So with Bitcoin, without a promise of hyper, if, um, without the promise of going up in value, sorry, just maintaining your purchasing power, that's a viable technology. But what we've seen, the way the software is written, um, how the halvings work out, as Satoshi says, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you understand that Bitcoin is going to come more valuable over time because there is a limited amount. There's 21 million, um, 21 million Bitcoin. When you understand the monetary system or the, the economics behind that, you then start to think long-term. You don't think in on the, on the hamster wheel, I need to keep working as fast as I can to earn as much money. You think, actually, what can I work on long-term? Which projects can I devote my time to my life to? And I mentioned people that are doing artwork. Um, you, you have Stacey Herbert, Max Kaiser that talk about the Renaissance 2.0. So if you understand what the Renaissance was back in the, I'm going to butcher the time now, was it 1400s, 1500s, when we had the florin yeah, as, as a currency yeah. and the beautiful artwork that you see in, in sculptures and 
buildings that you see in, in Italy, that came from a sound money standard. So by bringing Bitcoin as the next monetary standard, which has fixed properties that cannot be manipulated um, without, without consensus, you're thinking about long-term projects for you and your family in the next four, eight, 20 years as a society, as a people were looking at 100, 150 years in the future. The fear experiment, which is what, 50 years old, which is in one generation or two generations has changed people's mindset to think fast money. I want to earn as much as I can, as quick as I can. And it doesn't matter about the quality or the value that's going to deteriorate over time. We, we talk about there's inflation, there's, there's shrinkflation, there's deterioration in quality. That all revolves around the monetary standard that we're on. And by having my eyes open to that, it's made me think long-term into the future. What can I produce? What can I work on that I'm going to be proud of and create a legacy in the future for me, my family, and my community, which is why Coach Carbon and what I'm doing with Bitcoin Ballers and, and the podcast I'm really, really passionate about because at most, sorry, at worst, I'm doing something that I'm passionate about and I believe I'm bringing value. Whether people appreciate that value or not, I believe that I'm delivering value. And for those that, that receive it and give value back, I appreciate that. But what I'm trying to bring um, as a legacy is, okay, Coach Calvin was here helping onboard people to understand what their time means to them, that their time is valuable, that it's worth something. And if I can help them understand their passion and work on that, and thrive if I can understand if I can help them understand how their health and wealth and well-being is was all around, revolved around the, the money system. I think then it will all be worthwhile. We'll, we'll soon see. Time will tell, as I tell people. <laughs> absolutely, no, yeah, that's true, absolutely, and and I feel related with that because actually that's that's why I started this podcast um, because you know uh, I was expecting uh, as in, as I mentioned uh, a couple of times. Max and Stacy are making a really great job, and I think their podcast is one of the most famous around the globe. And uh, but um, what what I told to people is that it is in English, so there's a there's a variant in El Salvador because not all of us uh, know English. Uh, most of the people don't know about uh, how to speak English, so uh, there's a barrier. So that that's why education is really important. So um you know i was uh i was thinking about uh how how to educate people through a different way um in order that is really quick and have uh, like instant access and i think uh i thought that the same thing that uh, um if you, if you have your your wallet in order to get access to, to bitcoin and the bank services we also have other apps like Fontaine or YouTube or Twitter. So uh, I thought, all right, so I should make a podcast. But uh, the added value is that if we're making an interview, for example, this one that is in English, yours is going to be in English, mine's going to be English also, but it's going to have subtitles. So uh, we make that barrier disappear for Spanish and the English communities. So all people have access to that, you know, and also I'm bringing uh, people from Spanish community. So um, we have, we as Salvadorians or Latin American Spanish speaker have uh, more content because we have it as, uh, with subtitle that is in Spanish so people can understand it if you don't speak English. And uh, 
I mean, if it is in Spanish, probably the same language, the same language, you know, because that happened a lot because I was talking with some friends before I started the podcast, I would, that are Bitcoiners. Uh, there were, I was talking uh, to them like, have, have you seen this episode? Have you heard about this Bitcoiner? Have you seen uh, uh, this other podcast? And they said, uh, no, because it's in, it's in English and I don't speak English that, that well. So I, I don't get all the information. And it happened a lot. So, and and I was thinking, all right. And, you know, Southern needs a lot of education right now because as you mentioned, uh, right now, um, where the the core, we are uh, the Renaissance 2.0. So uh, people need a lot of education because a lot of people is going to El Salvador, but from around the world. But uh, as much as people are going to El Salvador, also Salvadorans need to know what's going on there, the education, what are the values, where, why people around the world are coming suddenly to our country, not just because <laughs> it's safe. safe yeah. you know, there's something there. So they need they need a lot of education. And it's not just enough education. And I'm just I'm not just talking about Salvador or Latin America around the world, but we need a lot of education. So yeah, I think uh, what the value that we can bring to our communities uh, it's really important because as you said, it's a legacy. And the good the good thing about the internet is that it stays forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love what you what you've done there. So obviously you found you have your passion which is Bitcoin. You've seen seen an opportunity. Um, the Latin American world maybe have missing out on some great content because they can't but listen to something. Yeah. They can't listen to something or quite don't understand. And to have to sit and read, that's going to take time. And I mention this to people a lot now. So what we're doing on podcasts, you mentioned it's there on the internet, it's there to stay. This is our, our testament in time um, for someone to listen to in a week's time, a year's time, 10 years time. Previously, how information was, was, um, transferred network effect word of mouth we'd sit by a campfire and you someone would go off to another another village another community and, and spread the message there, there might be a bit of loss in translation but the message could get passed on but that would take time then we had the written mm -hmm. we had books which mm -hmm. enable people to 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 transport um information through time and space but now we have the internet the messages that we have and again testament in time the message may change slightly we may get more information and we may do another podcast and may do another another YouTube video with understanding without without current understanding. But where we are right now, this is how we understand something. This is the message we're delivering. This is for you. We hope to bring value to you. And if you get value from it back, you can deliver that back in, in so many way, many ways now. It could just be a message. It could be a a, sh a shout out somewhere. But we are all now connected. It's so much better. And so again going back to network effects when people understand how network effects work um, and going back to Bitcoin and you were talking about then shit coins that are trying to emulate Bitcoin or be what Bitcoin is or isn't. When I first got into Bitcoin, people were discussing altcoins. I didn't quite understand that. Even now, I, if someone mentioned an altcoin to me, I would say, what are the, what are the FAVs, features and benefits? How does it compete with Bitcoin? But the first thing I'll ask, um, who created it? That's my first question. The second question I'll ask, well, what's the network effect? And in that, I mean, okay, how many nodes are secure in the network? How many people know about it? Because to compete against Bitcoin, you have to recreate this network effect and you have to recreate the immaculate conception, which you cannot do. So therefore you cannot compete. And new people into the space, they're going to have an experience of shit coins because that's just the, the nature, nature of, the, of, the, of the world. But if they can bypass that um, and understand what Bitcoin is straight away, they're going to do themselves 
a lot of favors. Um, again, I just want to be the person that I think I should have had back in 2018, or maybe I think it's 2017 when a friend of ours first mentioned it in the group chat, and we all we all dismissed it. But yeah, if there's more of us now doing the the, the education and having gone through the experience of of a cycle or two, the next generation coming through on on the next cycle will, will be that much better off. Absolutely, no, and 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 again, education it's really important and it's never enough. Actually, uh, I want to shout out uh, the project the the American and well, there are a lot of projects in El Salvador right now, including I thought it was my primer Bitcoin, but uh, right now the Lugano Embassy is working with uh, the Bitcoin office uh, that's from Max and Stacy, and they they brought uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, Cyphering actually to make some masterclass because they're uh making the the first generation of developers but they're uh fully learning about bitcoins uh developers because i i think they're going to need a lot of developers because you know there are a lot of companies going uh the volcano bonds are also uh going to be available i, I don't know when but i think this year so uh, because right now they're uh making a lot of content about that so hopefully we will get some information from bukele or or max or stacy um well from the bitcoin office but yeah because stuff at the they're bringing uh the best uh bitcoiners um, to educate people in el salvador and i hope i hope that uh, it doesn't stay just in el salvador that more uh countries get the adoption and more people are educated and that's how we yeah I, I, connection with I, network i think they will um without with what we think will happen else uh, with our salvador when we see it succeed other com countries going to look and say well what, what what was the strategy here um and it's just there's a word for it what's the word called where you, it takes on takes on the globe uh it will come back to me um right. game theories <laughs> it's game theory uh, the yeah game so when, theory, yeah. when other, other nations see what's happening in our salvador it'd be silly not to replicate it and emulate it. So we'll see. It will take time, but um, as time time flies, as we all know. Absolutely, so, um, yeah, but they're, they're doing it. Uh, sorry, uh, Costa Rica are, are are making their own research about that, and even in Mexico. I know there are a couple of Latin America. I think, uh, I think Brazil, Brazil as well, supposedly. Um, so a, lot, uh, a lot of potential presidents in, in certain countries are aware even in America now you have um is it not Ron Kennedy? John Kennedy? Ah uh, yeah. yeah yeah um he's a Bitcoin Robert advocate Kennedy. Russell Robert Kennedy he's a Bitcoin advocate yeah. um who's the other one? DeSantos he's starting to understand Bitcoin there's from there's politicians on both sides of the benches that that understand it so um yeah it, it's exciting times. But it's you mentioned about the developers creating the um, developers um, in, in El Salvador. I think is it Foldapp um, have now taken their headquarters to El Salvador. You're going to get uh, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, an in influx of businesses that then need the people on the ground. So you're creating opportunities for people that wouldn't necessarily be able to have those jobs. So if you can understand it, you're going to be way ahead of other people, say, around the world, which is uh, going to be great for, great for the country. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I'm going to ask a question that I ask everyone who I have on the show. Um, uh -huh. if, you, if you had a time machine and, can, and meet yourself 
um, back when you left school? I'm not sure when you left school around 16, 17. What one bit of advice would you give yourself? Uh, wow, that's a good, really good question. <laughs> if I time travel and, and uh, meet myself in high school, uh, spend time with your loved ones, enjoy what you're doing <laughs> in the in the school because you're happy, you're happy, and you you didn't know it, <laughs> you didn't know. About yeah, that. yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, so when I was in high school, it was uh, 2017 and bitcoin was 2009 i started learning about <laughs> no sorry i was no 2000 no it was 2009 2000 no 2010 it was my promotion so yeah okay. start learning about bitcoin <laughs> yeah <laughs> great great because it was what, one year old. one year you'd be definitely yeah. now. but i love what you said about enjoying your time i just mentioned that to my daughter when i picked up from school i said do you know these are the best times of your life and she looked to me like and i looked to her and smiled because we got this summer here in the uk um I can I takes me back to when I was at school her age and how much I love being with my friends and obviously you've got the learning part but you've got the, the social side I think as you get older you get more responsibilities there's more things that you have to have to try and do um so yeah enjoy enjoy, enjoy the time when you're when you're young but for me now which information I give to young people and specifically my son who's turning 18 soon is oh. understand what bitcoin is now and I mentioned Bitcoin, but generally understand what money is. And as I said, relating to time, energy, and value. If you learn about those, that it will, for me, it will pivot you directly to Bitcoin. But if you can understand that at a young age, you're going to buy yourself so much time in the future. And it's not just about jumping on the hamster wheel, go to university, get a job, get a career. Yes, you can do that. But I would ask you, ask yourself, are you following your passion? And by doing that, where is it going to lead you? Have have a plan, have a path. You're not going to stick to that path. There's going to be diversions, but have a goal at the end that you want to work to. But do as much learning and understanding as you can, and not just state education or education in in the, your chosen career path. Do learning outside of that that is going to make you a better person. And I would argue, understand Bitcoin first, and that will open up so many opportunities in terms of understanding the technology people within the space, the network it's going to create. There's, there's so much to, to learn from it. Um, yeah. that's, my, that, that's, my, that's my little little rant at the end. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I just wanted to add that, that um, Dan, Dan Prince actually is a good example. I, I love what he's doing with his kids. And uh, that's um, because, you know, my sister is also a Bitcoiner and I have a nephew and my sister wants to make our my, my nephew about Bitcoin. He's three, three years old, but uh, what Dan Prince, are, he's doing with um, with his daughter and with, with, with his son, it's really amazing. I think it's a, it's a good way, it's a good path. There's another way to educate them on, at least to... I think the important thing is, as you mentioned, that... Uh, they have an option so they decide but there's but their self know what the system says that it's good and and what's not so that they can make their own decisions based based on their their knowledge so and and right now thank god that they're making a lot of content for for kids and for teenagers and for everyone and that's um pers personally that's uh, what we're trying to do with my nephew so and I think it's a really good approach. And if parents are uh, Bitcoiners, um, I think they should try because it's never too, too late. And now kids are 
I think all generations says that, but the kids are, you know, are are way better than, than us when we were because they're smarter. So they get things and they, you know, they uh, starting they're growing with all these technologies. So uses it as a tool and not as much as entertainment, but uses it as a tool and but yeah, they can absolutely better. You mentioned about obviously young people, your, your nephew. Three years old. There's information out there. There's games you can play. Play Shamri have um, games that young people can play. Um, Turtle, yeah. um, TV, yeah. TV show, cartoon. Absolutely. I'm trying, trying to think what technology is out there that people are educating on from, say, two, two to three years old to adults. Different skill sets. So you can have, you could be an uh, aeronautical engineer and have a passion for Bitcoin. There's information, technical information for you. We could be a five year old. And want to know about money, but there's Bitcoin information created for you by yeah. people that are passionate. And um, the only thing I can think of possibly is the mobile phone, where young people use a mobile phone, people in all professions use a mobile phone. It's accessible to all and it's going to benefit all on all different levels. Absolutely. Dan Prince actually told me about this uh, memory game that but I, I don't remember, but it's a card game that okay. you, you flip it and there's some concepts about Bitcoin. So it's, it's a good way to start for kids. Mm. And as you mentioned, Total Twins also. But, yeah, that was, that was yeah. a really good episode. So I, I challenged my daughter. I said, if, if she watches the full episode, I think it's about 30 to 40 minutes, I would yeah. give her um, five pounds. I was I was hoping to give it to her in, in Satoshi, but she wanted something else instead. But she sat, <laughs> she, she, she sat and watched, she understood. And then again, oh. not actually going to retain all the information, but as she gets older, when she hears certain keywords, buzzwords, it will ring a bell. Like, oh, yes, I understand what it is. I know what it is. Yeah, I know what inflation means, uh, <laughs> which Ooh, I, yeah. I didn't fully appreciate and understand until oh, yeah, I was a lot older. All I thought inflation was, well, price goes up, but why? Why yeah, exactly. But why? <laughs> why? That's the main thing. Why? Yeah. You need to ask, ask why, not just about this, but about everything, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> uh, one, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. And I look forward to sharing this on both our platforms. Should we Should yeah. we do it? Uh, we should do a competition, a fountain competition. Uh -huh. um, Tell me about a joint one. So what should we say? If, somebody, <laughs> if someone follows both shows and sends a boost, a comment on both shows, we'll donate them each. Um, let's let's do the equivalent. I'm trying to think because I'm obviously in pounds here. Let's do a yeah, bounty. that's actually let's, a good idea. Let's do a bounty. All right. I'm just going to go on one at Satoshi now. I'm numbering. Um, let's see what happens. I don't know how much Satoshi is. Let's... This is the thing with live live podcasts. Trying to do conversion. Yeah, do it in dollars. We'll do it in dollars. All right. I've updated my wallet. It's Satoshi and it, it's changed slightly. And I've I'm lost. <laughs> yeah. One Satoshi <laughs> is it's zero point zero 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 Should we should we should we um, pledge $5 each? So the $10 bounty. So the first person to follow both shows and okay, comment. Yeah. And, and right. comment. It could be any comment. It could be just a letter or a number. But if you comment on this episode, on both on both podcasts, right. you'll get a, a $5 bounty in sats paid by both of us. So $10 in total. Yeah. 
Send over. I think. All right. Hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> I think yeah. <laughs> yes, and you you can and, and you won't just get the bonus because if you listen both podcasts, you will get satoshis through while yeah. you're listening. So again, value for value. Yeah, value just by listening, value. you get rewarded. Absolutely. So double bubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man thank you thank you for also for your time it was a pleasure to meet you we we talked previously on twitter but it's not the same that talking here and if you ever come to barcelona let me know and uh, we hang out <laughs> and i'll see you at the halving party <laughs> yeah we'll see you in a halving party have a nice day and you take care we managed to get there in the end embarrassing for me and i'll hold my hands up as it was on me to hit record that hiccup aside though, I think we managed to cover everything we discussed previously, so you haven't actually missed out on anything. Check out the show notes for all of Juan's links, and get in contact if you'd like to know more about living in Barcelona, El Salvador, or anything else that you've heard in this episode. My final gift to you guys, you know the drill. Go follow my Linktree account, gain access to discount and referral codes for a wide range of products, then feel free to thank me later. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, follow the Instagram page, Visit my website, coachcarbon.life, and share with friends and family. And finally, remember, variety is the spice of life.